We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. All right, we've got to get over here into chapter 9. We've got to cover these two chapters and don't have long to do it. Chapter 9, Prayer Armor, Ephesians chapter 6. Now, here the Apostle Paul is giving us some insight into armor. This armor is prayer armor. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And uh, let's start verse 10. Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, you have to put Notice he says you have to put on the whole armor of God. It's not just going to grow on you, folks. And I think sometimes people thought the armor was just going to grow on them. No, you have to put it on. You have to find out what God said, and you put it on. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, One translation says the complete armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Now, I've had people to call me long distance, and they say, well, now I've done everything the Word says to do. What do I do now? Paul said, when you've done all to stand, stand. But now, Frankly, I don't think most of them haven't done all to stand. (laughs) Some of them just wanted to call and see if you could pray the prayer of faith for them. But you see, if you have done all to stand, if you've done everything you know to do, Paul says, stand, therefore. How are you going to stand? Having your loins girded about with truth. Now, if you don't have truth on your loins, you're probably not going to stand. Gird yourself with the truth of the Word of God. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. See, if you're praying without the breastplate of righteousness on, the devil's going to run over you roughshod because you're going to be praying, Lord, I'm so unworthy. You know, Lord, that I'm so unworthy. The time you get through telling God how unworthy you are, you won't have an ounce of faith left. You could say, just forget it, God. I wouldn't receive it anyway because my heart's condemning me. I'm too unworthy. Now, see, that old unworthiness attitude has to go if you're going to operate in New Testament prayer. It is not your righteousness. It is the righteousness of Jesus. We are not coming before him begging and pleading that we just make it into the corner of glory land and he'd build us a cabinet. We can come boldly to the throne of grace without fear, without a sense of inferiority. Now, that may astound some of you, and some people disagree with it. I can understand why they would if you've been raised on religious thinking. Now, the reason you can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain help in time of need is because you can come because you're the righteousness of God in Christ. It is His righteousness that made you worthy. You are not worthy to stand before Him in yourself. No, it's not my righteousness. It's His righteousness. Can you see that? Put on the whole armor of God. Now, the problem is that people come with their breastplate. You know, they've took their breastplate off and they've thrown it over in the corner. 
they got their helmet all cocked sideways, you know, and saying, I thought I was healed, but I guess I'm not. God, what's wrong? Why me, Lord? Why me? Well, you don't have on the full armor of God. You can stand against the wiles of the devil. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Now, he goes on to say here, Let's read verse 14 on down. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, if you didn't get anything else, you ought to get this 16th verse. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Now, that's not something that just happens to you. You have to take it. How do you take the shield of faith? You take God's Word and put it in your mouth. As you speak God's Word, it'll create a shield around you of faith, an atmosphere of faith. It's not something you go holding in your hand. We got the idea that it's like the Roman shield. You hold it in your hand. No, the shield of faith, I'm convinced that it is from the Word of God, it comes by speaking the Word of God. It radiates outward from you, and there is a faith atmosphere that surrounds you from your head to your feet all the way around you, and it quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked one. It is produced by speaking words out of your own mouth that agree with the Word of God or is actually the Word of God quoted out of your mouth. That's why Paul said, So then faith cometh by hearing. That faith shield comes by hearing. Now you have to take it. You take the Word of God. See Romans chapter 10, verse 8. He said, The righteousness which is of faith says, The Word is nigh me, even in my mouth and in my heart. Now see, if you're the righteousness which is of faith, you say, The Word is as close to me as putting it in my mouth and speaking it. And when I speak it, it gets into my heart, into my spirit. So Jesus doesn't have to come back and touch me and heal me. Jesus doesn't have to come and answer this prayer for me because I can go to the Word of God and find the promise. And then I can put the promise in my mouth and I can speak what God said about it and it'll create the faith inside me and that faith will permeate outward around me and draw the manifestation of that promise into my very life and will become a part of me. He says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication in the Spirit. Now you see, here we have the whole armor of God. You've got to put it on. It doesn't just grow on you. You take God's Word, you find out what God said, and the way you put it on is you speak what God said, and it becomes your clothing or your armor. Your breastplate of righteousness is not just going to happen because it says that you're made the righteousness of God in Christ. It's when you speak it, believe it, and get it inside you that you got your breastplate on. Now, wouldn't it be something if we were to get all of this prayer armor on? We've got all of this armor on, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We've got the shield of faith. We've got the helmet of salvation. We've got the sword of the Spirit. We've got our loins girded with truth. Then we run hide in the mountains and store up potatoes and wait for the great tribulation to come. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. 
this is a fellow that is out to do battle, not to run hide in the mountains. And it's spiritual warfare. It's not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And if you hadn't noticed it, the principalities and powers are out there to destroy you. But you have authority over them. You have the ability of God within you. It's like Jesus told the disciples. And you realize that's on the Old Covenant when he told them that in Luke the 10th chapter. He said, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. You have the ability of God. You have the authority of the body to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. You can release God's ability in prayer. You can proclaim that you're the redeemed of the Lord and that you're saying so. Somebody said, yeah, but the Bible said that the devil's a roaring lion, going about seeking whom he may devour. Well, that's exactly what it said. It didn't say that he was a roaring lion. It said he's as one. The difference is that he's got his teeth pulled out. Jesus pulled his teeth. He's all mouth. He has no power to destroy you unless you destroy yourself by your own speaking and allow him to operate on your words to destroy you. But you see, even though Jesus pulled his teeth, knocked his teeth out, and, and, and somebody said, where do you get that? Well, the Bible says, I believe Psalms, it says, God breaks the teeth of the ungodly. Well, I think Satan, I know that Satan would qualify for the ungodly, so God broke his teeth. He's knocked his teeth out. Jesus pulled his teeth, thank God. But you know the problem with many Christians? Many Christians are just so soft and pliable and no backbone till the devil can just gum them to death. They don't have to have any teeth. He can just gum them to death. Put some spiritual backbone in you. Find out that you're the righteousness of God. Put on the helmet of salvation. Get the sword of the Spirit. And don't go hide in the mountains, for goodness sake. <laughs> Get ready to do spiritual warfare, because you have authority over the devil. He's given you authority. Now, when Jesus said he gave you authority, he said that's over all the power of the enemy. That means all of the ability of the enemy. See, the devil has very little ability over you other than deception. Deception is his greatest ability. Now, you just study the things the Bible says concerning the ability of the devil. You'll find out that's true. Understand the fact that prayer is your legal right to come to God, God's throne, wearing the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the loins girded with the truth, and holding the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit in your mouth, and to come boldly before the throne of grace, battle the principalities and powers, stop them, and to gain help in time of need or whatever you have need of. God bless you. I do appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. Before I leave the broadcast, I want to remind you that we have a DVD offer number 7884 entitled Intent of the Word. You know the intent of the Word is as important as what the Word said. It's a 96-minute DVD video for $20 plus $5 postage and handling, a total of $25. Now, when we talk about the intent of the word, in a court of law, I talked to a lawyer about this one time, and he said, you know, the intent of the law is as important or sometimes more important than the law itself. And we need to understand that about the word of God, the intent of the word of God. 
I heard a minister on television one time say that, well, you know, in Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, when Paul said, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich for your sakes, he became poor that ye through his poverty might be made rich. Now, he said, that's not talking about finances. That's just talking about spiritual things. Now, you know, I've read the Bible and studied it for years, and the two whole chapters, 8 and 9 of Second Corinthians, is not talking about spiritual things necessarily. It is referring to financial things. Jesus suffered poverty for us. Now, what are we talking about? We're not talking about just spiritual poverty. He suffered poverty for us. He came to the earth. He lived on the earth, and he didn't have things that other people had, but all of his need was supplied according to God's riches and glory because he operated in spiritual law. Now, you need to understand that you have to receive the intent of the word. He suffered poverty that you wouldn't have to. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, spiritually, financially, physically, and every other way. That's offer number 7884 for $20 plus $5 postage and handling. It's a hour and a half video. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Kelch, reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area. Word is working on.